Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Good Chaos. Thank you so much to Javier for editing the Good Chaos jingle. It just needed a little sprucing up and he did it perfectly. I could not be more thankful. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, today is going to be a little bit of a tough one. If you can tell my voice is super raspy and I'm tired. It's 1.37 in the morning and I just have been going through it lately pretty rough. So I wanted to have a really open and honest conversation about mental health and my journey with it and kind of just where I'm at right now. Um, I apologize that, you know, one week of thinking that I was going to take one week and that was all I needed and I would be able to get back on my feet and not disappoint anybody, hit all my deadlines, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I thought one week off the podcast would be enough. And then three weeks, I think, went by and I just felt like I could not catch my breath. And it also felt like I had absolutely nothing, um, and not necessarily even encouraging, but just nothing valuable to say that would add to anybody's life. Um, not even in a vulnerable way, just I, I felt like I had nothing to say because I was so exhausted and I honestly still am. The fact that I'm up right now is kind of crazy because today has been a really crazy day and I had some medical stuff go on that I just am really tired from but I wanted to make sure that I recorded it in this moment like this so that you guys could hear that there are different sides every single person and even people like me that are you know actively trying to grow and change their life dynamically have you know valleys and peaks and I am going so quickly in and out of both of those things lately right now that it it definitely feels exhausting and it's draining and I I wish it was more consistent and I always want to try to be more consistent, but life has other plans. So I kind of want to get into just mental health, what's going on. Um, you know, I am someone who kind of had a slow burn into the world of anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff. Um, I it's hard it's hard for me to remember because I feel like growing up I didn't have a lot of anxiety or depression I think I struggled with my own things on my own journey but it didn't really start kicking in for me until I'd say probably towards the end of high school um and just a feeling of once I I graduated early um I graduated when I was 17 and had just turned 17 and I was just very young for my age. I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, I felt like everybody else was going to college and starting their lives and we're all going to be really successful and had these crazy things ahead of them. And I wanted to do music, but felt so behind and had no idea where to start, had no money, didn't know what I was going to do. So I uh, definitely probably around, yeah, probably around 17, 18 is when I first experienced started experiencing and there was also there was a lot going on within you know my family life and just kind of overall personal problems at that time which I can't really get into because they're not just my story they involve other people too but um I just was dealing with a lot and didn't really feel like I could talk about it so 
I started having anxiety attacks. I started getting severely depressed. Um, and it was a really weird flip for me because I think everybody knew me as this very reliable, um, go-to girl. Just whenever someone is upset, they would come to me for advice or shoulder to lean on. I would always be there to support people and love them. I still am. Um, I am someone who constantly, constantly, constantly goes out of my way for people and I'll obviously still do. But, um, at that time, I just think it was the first time where I felt like a stranger in my own body, if that makes sense. I had this uh, desire to be a part of life and to do the things that I wanted to do. But at the same time, I felt like every day I woke up, I was a shell of a person. And so that started like that at that age. And then it definitely got worse as time went on because that was when I, um, on a limb, moved to, oh, not an on a, not on a limb, on a whim. God, I'm tired. Um, moved to LA when I was 19 and had, you know, some money that I'd saved up because I had started my own business and was working, but, um, basically just moved out of my house with my parents and, you know, my family and everybody and just left, moved to LA and had, to figure out how to get a job, how I was going to make the money. I didn't even have a job lined up when I moved, which is so psychotic. I, <laughs> it amazes me that I even survived more than one month out there. Um, but I'm, yeah, I moved to LA at 19. I didn't have any money, didn't have a job lined up. Um, ended up figuring all that out. And, you know, it's crazy because I think people assume during that time that my parents were, you know, paying for me and and all that, but I was a thousand percent paying my own bills by myself, um, eating (laughs) predominantly from the dollar store. And, you know, it just was kind of the start of feeling like I was really out of control in my life because I'd moved to create change, but it just, the depression got worse and worse and worse because I was, then I was completely isolated from my community, my friends, everybody, my family, everybody that I knew and loved. So that made it really hard. Um, but in LA, those were the first times that I had like true breakdowns and I just felt like I didn't want to freak anybody out when I was out there. So I didn't really tell anybody what I was going through. I, you know, I cried to my mom, I'd call her and cry, say I wanted to come home. And I just wasn't sure how I was going to, you know, eat that month or whatever. And and absolutely, if I would have asked them for help, they would have, they would have helped me in three seconds, but I wanted to do it on my own. So I did, I figured everything out, but there was a part of me that just from that point forward was just in a very dark place. Um, and then it got worse. So then I moved home and it got worse because I felt like a failure. I felt like I'd moved out to LA to make it in music and make a name for myself and be a, uh, you know, notable figure and working with the people that I have always admired and putting out songs that were getting millions of streams, stuff like that. Not, none of that happened. Really, truly what happened when I moved to LA was I worked a job I hated. Um, I lived in a cool city, but like I was 19, I couldn't go out and do anything. Um, I was honestly a little terrified because everybody that I worked with and everybody that I interacted with was clearly, you know, true adults. They were, you know, mid to late 
20s and up. Um, and so I felt like a child compared to, I was a child, I was a teenager, 19. Um, and it was hard because, you know, other people my age were in college and if they were away from home, they at least were around their peers. But for me, I was completely just immersed in true adult world there. Um, like, yeah, I mean, in, in the industry I was into, it was such a crazy culture shock when, you know, you get off work and you're trying to figure out if you can go hang out with your coworkers because you're trying to make friends and then they're like going to go do <laughs> cocaine and stuff like that. It was an interesting time. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I got really depressed because I moved home. I felt like a failure, just did not see any way out. Um, I started isolating myself from everybody and at that time all my personal kind of like personal issues that were going on in my life at that time got so much worse like to the point where I felt like I just could not get out of bed uh, in the morning and live. Um, And I got really scared because I started getting these feelings of um gosh and this is incredibly triggering like this is a real 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 trigger warning so please if you're not in a good headspace and you feel like this is just not going to make you feel good turn this off now um but I did get to a headspace where I would have never actually done a physical act of anything because I want to be here and I want to be living but I did feel like every day that I woke up that I just could not get through my day and that I just constantly felt like I wasn't alive if that makes sense um and it was like the feelings of being suicidal without having a an intention or a you know um and I don't know how to explain other than that but it was just this like really really debilitating dark place that I was in and it was hard to reconcile with because I love my friends I love my family I you know I loved my job I love my job here um at home in in Phoenix um but it definitely was all these things were starting to weigh on me and it was like a you know uh atlas when he's holding the world type thing I had a list of 20 to 30 things that were just constantly weighing on me and then I would try to negate that with doing more for people and showing up more for people and loving people more and doing more uh tasks to you know let people know that I cared and then I would neglect my own health every single time and then I would fall deeper and deeper and deeper down this pit but everybody thought I was doing great because I was being so helpful and kind and loving to everybody else um so yeah, when I was home, when I first got home from LA, that was like really the time period where I slipped into this really, really, really dark hole. Um, and it was so confusing too, because in my professional life at work and things, I so enjoy what I do that I was truly happy when I was doing all of that. And I was truly happy when I was with my family and I was truly happy with my friends. Um, but then when I'd get in the car to go drive somewhere in between, or I don't know if you guys have these moments of where you kind of snap too. And it's just like a moment where you're by yourself, I don't know, brushing your teeth, driving to and from work, um, going to go do a task, doing your laundry, stuff like that, where you really only have yourself to listen to thoughts wise. And I'd have those moments where 
I'd sit back and be like, oh my God, I just feel like I'm suffocating every single day. And I don't know what the fix is. I don't know how I, I don't know how I get out of this. I'm embarrassed because I don't want anybody to think that they're not good to me or that I don't have a good life because I do. Um, But I've learned over time that those things aren't mutually exclusive. You can absolutely love your life and love the people in it and love what you do and be grateful and all that, but still um, know that mental health is a, you know, depending on on your situation. Obviously, none of it's a one-size-fits-all, but it is a, uh, a chemical imbalance in your brain. It is a something with your brain that you can't control. Um, and if it's a situational thing that's going, that's going on right now, I think sometimes we don't realize how deep those roots go and how, um, how, I don't know, just how hard the situations that we've gone through over time and how, how deeply they've impacted us. And that even if we feel like we're functioning well, that those are still so deep rooted within us that they're really hard to escape and that it's the small things that'll trigger it so you just feel completely out of control um so yeah so then I started really kind of battling with depression anxiety um and I then also had this sense of loss of self because I thought you know I was gonna move out to LA and make it and make everybody proud and I wasn't going to come home until I had done just that. And it was like I was back in my hometown, um, had only been out in L.A. for I think it was like eight or nine months um, and was already back, was already back, moved back in with my parents um, and I felt like an idiot. I just I felt like an idiot and I was just severely depressed and thank God, oh, thank God that I have amazing friends and family who pulled me, you know, helped pull me out, which it wasn't their job to, I had to figure that out for myself, but, um, that helped me, and at that time I got Rio, my little puppy, my little golden retriever, um, I got to train Rio that summer when I first got home from LA, and it was, or was it, was it the following year? I don't remember the time that Benny was, it was like right after I got back. Um, and it was, he truly saved me. Like he just gave me a purpose, gave me just, uh, you know, I don't know. I felt like I, I wanted to be better, wake up and get out of bed because if I didn't go walk him that day or if I didn't go take him out or whatever, that he would just be sitting there um, waiting for me to go do something. So that helped a lot. But um, as time went on, you know, nothing's linear. So, you know, I always thought this is the worst point. This is this is the this is the worst it's going to get. This is the worst I'm going to feel. I will get out of this. And then something else would happen and I would sink even lower and be like, oh, nope, this is uh, this is even worse than it was before. And, you know, I did everything. I felt so, 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 so um, just defeated because I had tried. I, so I went, 
well, I'll get there in a second, but I had done, you know, putting my exercise first, making sure I was getting that good kind of adrenaline going every day and the um, dopamine you get from exercising and I was trying to eat well, I was trying to take care of my body, which is a whole other thing because when you're depressed and going through that, the last thing you want to do is have a meal, but then you feel sicker when you don't eat and it is a whole cycle that really sucks. But um, I tried that. I tried journaling. I tried uh, meditating. I tried, you know, then I did try like opening up to, to family and friends and things like that to a degree. Um, so then I sat down with my parents and I sat, that I'm, sat them down and I had a meeting and basically said, you know, I am a shallow person right now and I just, I don't know what to do. I am exhausted. Um, and I don't want anybody to think that I don't care or that doesn't mean that I don't love everybody because I do, but my brain will not let me live my, my normal day to day. It's like I go to work and I'm, I'm, I'm amazing and happy at work. And, um, when I'm out with people, I'm amazing and happy depending on, you know, how that day was. But then the second I'm by myself, all of a sudden like that, that whole guard comes down, that whole flip. I don't have a purpose to fulfill in that moment when I'm by myself. And it just feels like, um, I don't even know who I am and I don't even, I don't know how I'm going to wake up and do it all again the next day, you know? So I had a meeting with them like that and I went into therapy and, um, I think I, I, you know, I'm still a huge advocate for therapy in my situation. Um, I think my therapist was great, but I think I also was going through such a very niche experience, um, with the personal issues that I, that were happening that were kind of beyond my control at that time that, um, I, there weren't really any answers for me. And not that you go into therapy to have answers. You definitely go in it to work through things within yourself and talk about things that you've repressed and, um, just like, you know, learn how to healthily deal with things and, or just, you know, to have a space that you feel safe in, um, to talk to someone. I think all those things are really important and really helpful. But in my case, um, therapy's expensive. Uh, our insurance didn't cover it. So I was paying out of pocket and all I could afford was, um, yeah, it was not a lot. (laughs) So sucked because I wanted to go way longer and figure it out but I couldn't because just you know healthcare sucks here but um therapy for me was just it was really defeating because I was like cool this person knows about all my trauma (laughs) knows about all the things I've been through they think um I'm a great person my therapist always said to me that I was very competent uh which was meant to be taken as a compliment he was like you're just very, you're very competent. So, um, it's hard because he's like, everybody's going to assume that you're fine because you are very, very good at managing executive functions and, uh, you know, balancing all of these plates all at once and you make it look easy, but really, truly, um, internally you are breaking down and like you really are truly, truly, truly breaking down and nobody can see that because you are very good at keep not and not even keeping the charade up but just like 
continuing to do the things that are expected of you. I'm not even getting one of my work assignments from him one week. Um, he was like, well, what would it happen if you just screwed up this week? What would happen if you just dropped the ball and you just, um, you just screwed up something like you, you know, didn't show up to something on time when you were supposed to, or were supposed to do a task for someone and just forgot. Or, um, you know, he gave me a list, he gave me a list of ideas of something I could screw up, but that was what he said was I was so competent and so, um, good externally at seeming like I was, um, regulating everything and my handling my emotions that it was very, very conflicting with what was going on inside, which was just complete turmoil. Um, and I think the hard thing was that in that time period he wanted to help, but it, there was just too much. <laughs> there was just too much. There was literally a day where I told him, you know, something that was going on and it is really a shitty feeling when you see your therapist react to you in a shocked way. And, um, I could tell for a second, he was like, I don't really know what I'm going to say to her or how I'm going to tell her to fix this or like what she can do because that is just horrible, you know? So I was like, cool. Okay. (laughs) But I am a big therapist advocate. I just wish it was more accessible and that it was, um, an easier process to find therapy that, that works because I think it's definitely should be catered to what kind of person you need. But anyway, so therapy didn't work for me. Um, at the time, medication was just something that really scared me because, you know, when you're a girl and you've been on all kinds of medication, it's just like you have hormones already and then hormones on top of hormones. It's like that was terrifying to me. So I was very reluctant to try that. Um, so I just kind of felt at a loss at that point. I was like, okay, well, tried everything. I don't know what else to do, you know, and... It, it was just kind of like, is this how I'm going to feel forever? Am I ever going to get better? Is this just how I live my life? Um, it sucked. It sucked. And I mean, it's going to be a lifelong thing for me. It is. It is going to be me uh, having good months and having bad months. And, you know, time periods of me disappointing my friends and disappointing the people I love and disappointing the people that follow me. You know, like I, I felt so guilty that I hadn't put out any episodes because that was something that I committed to do and then I didn't. And a part of me was like, well, no one's going to care if I don't put stuff out. Who's, who's really listening to me? Like who really, who really gives, you know, who gives a, about what I have to say? <laughs> That's the story that I told myself about this podcast. I really did. I was like, who, who cares? Who's gonna, who, who's gonna miss listening to this? Like, what are you even talking about? Um, and then that made it a lot easier for me to justify why I wasn't. Um, I knew I was gonna come back always. That was not really a question, but it was more of just how long I was gonna let myself tell myself that I, I wasn't good enough to do it and that no one cared and that um, everything had to be perfect for it to be right. And that's not the case. But, um, yeah, I mean, over the last five years, I have been going in and out of depression, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, there's also this like added feeling of just, um, I don't know the right word, but just everything feels overwhelming and overstimulated and things like that. And then I found out um, so I went, I went to a psych, got diagnosed with ADHD, which was really interesting because 
I learned that as a woman, it really does go undiagnosed in, in most women, especially when they're children, the girls, because uh, kind of like what my therapist said is they're very competent and seem like they're regulating everything very well. And, you know, they don't have as much statistically, like I really did research into this. Um, they say that girls didn't act out as much in class or in situations and which is probably kind of a social stigma too on top of that which is a whole different conversation but um so they don't they're less likely to get diagnosed because they're not um making a scene of it you know and so yeah I found out that was happening got on medication for that and the medication really helped and literally last month my psych was like okay uh, we don't expect, we don't, we don't accept private insurance anymore. So peace. And that I still, so I'm, I still have to find another site, but it was like this weird, weird, weird thing because I was on this medication for months and it really was help, you know, really helped. Then all of a sudden they were like, well, that's it. <laughs> Good luck. Find another, find another psych. You don't, you know, and I, and this medication is pretty, pretty, um, intense. So it was just a weird feeling. They weren't even going to give me a transition appointment at first. And I was like, okay, what, what now? So I think that's the thing about this all is you think you find a fix and then something goes awry again, then you have to figure it all out again. Um, but you know, it's just, it's like, I have good days and bad days and I have good months and bad months. And I think that's what I've learned with this all is that, um, there doesn't have to be something going on specifically for things to be bad at that time. And I don't mean bad, but I mean just like hard and heavy for me. Um, I do think at this time period in my life right now, I am trying so desperately to balance a lot of things at once. Um, I have multiple jobs. I have a lot of people that depend on me emotionally and, you know, professionally. So I don't feel like I can ever drop the ball. Um, I am not in a position like where I get sick days off or like or like paid sick days or you know what I mean stuff like that where I can just call in and be like no I'm not going today you know so I think I push through a lot of stuff um and even like in in friends scenarios because I think I uh I want to so desperately just be there for everybody and um let everybody know how much I love them and I care about them and I think I do do that pretty well but I think in doing that um I this is a me problem this is not a this has nothing to do with them like I'm very I love them all and I'm I love being able to be there for people but I think that I personally um avoid dealing with how I'm feeling about things in my own life um by putting that energy into being helpful and being kind and like doing my best to make someone's day better or making someone smile or making sure that they know all the good things that I think about them, stuff like that. Because, um, I think it's way easier for me to focus on the positive than it is to focus on the negative that I have going on in my brain about everything I'm going through in my life or me, you know? Um, but in not acknowledging that I'm going through those things, I definitely create a toxic environment for myself where I'm not processing um, anything that I need to process and then you add you know my own career and um, 
I think media is also, it's just tough. It's, I had to go in and I had to mute a lot of my notifications and delete some apps and things like that for this past month because I just could not see, I don't know, we just digest a lot of content really fast and it's really crazy like on Instagram or TikTok or whatever the platform that we go from, you know, seeing this cute picture of our friend who uh, just got engaged to like you scroll through to your next TikTok and it's like war footage from everything that's going on right now in the world and then your next TikTok is an educational video about something and the next TikTok is a makeup tutorial and you know um that definitely can't be healthy (laughs) definitely is not healthy and I think it's um easier to numb out on that kind of stuff sometimes for me than to and also too I'm just like I'm I'm just tired I think I'm just um doing a lot I think I'm just yeah I just I work I work really 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 hard and I think I'm very very good at what I do um but I think I also have poor boundaries um within my work life within my personal life within my um you know everything (laughs) and I'm trying to be better about it but um it's hard it's hard when you really you know don't want to let people down and I think I um need to be more firm about when I'm tired I'm tired and it doesn't have to be you know because I don't get I really don't have any off days um but I still make time for people because they matter to me but I think I also am um just being detrimental to myself by not making time for myself you know so that is something that I'm working on um but I'm just you know I'm not perfect and I have a lot of things that I'm trying to to get better about but it's it's a journey it's going to take a lot of time and I think being open about it helps a lot um I think it is really a strange thing when we were growing up people didn't talk about mental health and so when I first started having anxiety attacks, um, I didn't, I didn't understand what they were. It scared the shit out of me truly because I was like, oh, I'm not an anxious person typically. So what's happening? Um, that was scary. I mean, and, and that's the crazy thing is that I don't have to be an anxious person to have anxiety attacks. Um, and Lord knows I can be triggered by anything. I don't, I don't even know what mine are triggered are by still. But I do know that I have certain time periods where things are worse. Like, um, I think your body's really, really, really linked to your brain, obviously. I think mind-body connection is huge. So, actually, two years to this day, it was so weird. It was the beginning of pandemic. Um, I just, it was when I had just had the talk with my parents that I was just not doing well. And I, um, I was so dumb. I, my body was spent and I just stood up off the couch barely plunked my foot on the floor and just broke my foot immediately so I was in a cast for like a couple months um it's always things like that you know and that's that's what another thing that's been going on for me lately is like medically I've been going through a lot of stuff um outside of anxiety depression but like real (laughs) physical medical problems that I can't control so that's been um hard because that's always information that you like want to keep private but it's you know sucks to have to cancel things or not do things because you are in pain or you know 
that kind of stuff is hard and especially because it's like you don't really want people knowing your business with all that kind of stuff but um your body definitely needs rest my body needs rest um so yeah I just um it's hard when your body reacts and just is is so emotionally and physically exhausted that it's just like one little thing just breaks you and I think everybody's been through that um your body just starts giving out so that is um yeah I don't know it's just been and this week has been um hard um there's just been some stuff going on where I've been watching the people around me hurt really bad and in turn like it just that hurts me more than anything in the world um while I'm hurting too for same reasons and different reasons so that part sucks but it's just been a lot you know so I just want you guys to know like I I get it (laughs) I get it when you're trying so hard to create a very consistent routine of like okay I'm gonna wake up in the morning and I'm gonna go for a walk and then I'm gonna come home and you know get ready go work out my my schedule is super weird or you know most people go to work during that time my hours are weird but um you know I'm gonna go to work for these days and then I'm gonna get off work and I'm gonna go work out and then at night I'm gonna lay down with a book and you know um I've always wanted to have a really consistent schedule but my life just doesn't allow it with what I do so it makes me feel out of control a lot um but it just sucks when you you don't feel like doing normal tasks and then everything starts piling up because there's just no time to do anything normal like I have a pile of clothes that I I washed last week that I have not had time to put away because I've just been working nonstop. um and again like I I seriously love what I do which is multiple things (laughs) um I have literally multiple jobs but um it's more just it's really hard to figure out what your time is best spent doing and it's like how do you have boundaries with yourself how do you have boundaries with other people how do you um, make sure that you're taking enough time for you and then on top of that you got to add in exercise and you know making sure you're seeing your family and friends and um sorry it just got really hot in here but um stuff like that is just it's a lot and then I mean and then God and then having a personal (laughs) friendships and relationships on top of that it's uh it's a lot so I don't really know what the point of this one is it's just other than like being honest about where I'm at and what I've been through um because I think people see a very constructed um and not even intentionally but like just you know I look one way on social media sometimes and um you know, it's just life is heavy sometimes and a lot of times for me, but, um, I have, you know, an amazing family. I have amazing friends. I have an amazing, um, job and like, I do have amazing support and I'm really lucky for that, to be honest. Um, but I think I've grown a lot over the last couple of years and I think, God, I mean, there were days that I literally just did not think that the sun was going to come out um, the next day, like, at all, (laughs) I just didn't, and I was so emotionally avoidant, so numb, um, and I, you know, I was very genuinely loving to everybody, because I just, I love, I love people so deeply, but at the same time, like, in my day-to-day, um, 
when I was by myself like I just felt like a like a robot like I would dissociate a lot I, I would um dissociate yeah dissociating sucks because you just you are in it you're in a conversation with someone or doing something or like out having dinner with friends or whatever and then all of a sudden you just leave your body mentally and you're gone for a long time no matter whether you're like talking or in the conversation it sucks because you so desperately want to be there but it's like your brain just takes you out of that situation really quick um you know I have a couple other weird things too that people probably don't know i when I get really stressed, I pull out, um, I have, I don't know how to pronounce it, it's trico, trico something mania. Um, it's basically when you pull out your hair. So I pull out all my eyelashes, which is so beautiful. Um, just kidding. It, it's, it frustrates me because it's something that I do subconsciously sometimes. And sometimes I, I'm not, it's, I know I'm doing it, but it is a trigger. Um, because when I pull out the eyelash, I like somehow I don't know I don't know what it does exactly but it's a it's a trauma response that kind of stuff is um trying to think of other things um, uh I don't yeah well boxing has helped me a lot boxing has given me a good physical outlet but it sucks when I'm just like I'm not in a good mental space to go because I feel like shit because I'm like damn I wanted to go I like going I feel good when I go but I'm so tired physically and emotionally that like I just have nothing nothing to give even for myself right now you know um but yeah I pull out I pull out (laughs) my eyelashes I am medicated I like medicated on prescription given to me by a psych um I don't know there's a lot of things honestly that I do that I, I probably can't even think of right now but um yeah it's just it's funny because you look really normal one way outside and then um on the inside you're just uh struggling every day so anyway um I'm gonna do a second part of this eventually and probably talk more in depth about it all but um I think the last couple of years have been really heavy for all of us because (laughs) not only do we have our own problems then we had the pandemic problems on top of that um that's been something else too that I've been struggling with is like I lost all my taste and smell when I got COVID and it never came back so I've been going on a year and like three almost four months without smell or taste um so it just sucks when you're just not feeling good one day and then um you go to the fridge and you're like cool I'm gonna go I'm gonna go have some food but nothing sounds good because I can't taste it and nothing smell like nothing is appetizing because I can't smell it you know like I cried the other day because I um was and this sounds so dumb but it really like it <laughs> it just made me upset but I was making I was making uh I don't know I was trying to make something with chicken in it and I went to I went to cook the chicken I set a timer on my phone but because I can't smell um, I couldn't smell when it was burning, so I was upstairs, and I was just waiting for my timer to go off, and then the fire alarm went off, and it didn't burn enough for it to be, you know, scary, but definitely open, it was smoky, and I just cried, because I was like, oh my god, I just, it's terrifying, like, I hate that I can't smell anything, I'm scared that I can't, and I also am just like, 
it kind of takes away your humanity a little bit um, because, you know, it's like nothing, nothing is what you remember it to be. There is just, it's not like you walk into a home and get that overwhelming smell of like, wow, I'm here. This feels good. I know the smell, you know, um, you can't smell different places and taste wise. It's like, you can't taste your favorite foods. Some foods taste completely rotten while others are, you know, okay. Um, but it's just, it sucks. So that's been something to add on top of that. But, and then, like I said, medically <laughs> had some stuff going on today it was honestly kind of scary. Um, I worked a little bit, uh, and I was, everything was, you know, was okay. And then I just was in so much pain and I thought I was gonna have to go to urgent care tonight and I am fine. Thank God. Um, but you know, I just think the the main thing is that people have way more going on behind the scenes than I think they ever lead on, or you could even know, even if you are close to that person, you are, you know, friends with them or their family to you, you know, whoever. Um, so I do want to say, check in on your friends. Don't do it at the cost that, you know, you don't keep your boundaries with yourself, but like check in on your friends, make sure they're good, make sure they know that they're loved. Um, but more importantly, it is a goal of mine truly to like really set those boundaries for myself this year and figure out how I can start feeling like me again. Um, and I think there's a lot of answers to that that I will talk to you guys about when I uh, start doing them more. But just know that every day is a, um, not every day is a fight, but you know, every day is different. I have good days, I have bad days, and it's always going to be like that, but um, the core of my heart is love and appreciation and gratitude for everyone that I know and all the things I get to do, and um, I will pick myself up off of the floor a million times. I will I will do it every damn day until I don't have to anymore um, because that's just who I am. I will always get back up, so please don't worry about me for that. But I just wanted to be really open and honest about how I've been because I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I just like kind of disappeared from social media for a little bit and was just going through it. And, you know, time periods like that kind of really show you who's who and, you know, who checks in and notices when something's off. So I just want, you know, I'm super grateful to everybody who's just loved on me and every season of my life no matter what kind of person I was being um because I definitely think sometimes I have this like weird skewed view of I have to earn people's love and that the more that I do the more they'll know um but that's not the case I think people love you just for being you and that's something I'm really trying to remind myself but I do have a tendency to really like actively work <laughs> to earn that um but yeah, I will talk more about it all later, but just know that um, if you're going through something right now, it's okay. You will get through it. Um, you have been through worse and you will go through worse, but as long as you're actively making an effort to try to, um, you know, take baby steps towards whichever way you're trying to go, that's enough. You don't have to be Superman right now, Superwoman super, you know, whatever, it doesn't have to be gender specific, super person, um, 
you just need to rest and take time for you and when you are meant to get back up you will um but just don't give up on yourself and don't give up on on the things and people you care about because that would be the biggest tragedy would be for you to lose the things that that make you you and the people that um love you for you you know so anyways gosh this is the longest episode i've done but i love you guys i'm not going to edit this because i want you guys to hear it full through um i think we have some exciting things coming up i want to explore and play on this podcast so let me know if this is something you guys liked it feels really weird i just am literally sitting in my bed right now talking to a microphone rio is up here early early cuddling he's underneath my bed now it is 2 21 in the morning so i am going to bed um but just know that i i love you guys and thank you for being patient with me it means more than i could ever say so all right good night